When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bove and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Bills Giants, Sunday Night Football, 8.20 p.m. Look, this is a Giants team that is so banged up on the offensive line. They are, Daniel Jones is unfortunately getting so punished. That's how he got hurt last week with his Mm -hmm. neck injury. He's even day-to-day. We might not even see him in Buffalo. It could be Tyrod Taylor for all we know. In the meantime, the Bills lead the league in sacks, lead the league in sacks per pass attempt. I don't care who your corners are. It could be me and you. The key this game, just take advantage of that, Matt. Get whoever the quarterback is on the ground. He can't throw the ball against those corners. You know, I have very fluid hips, so I think I would be a good corner. I think I could really hold my own out there. I I think Darren Waller might be a matchup issue for me if I was ever lined up on him. Who's also hurt, by the way, with a groin injury. Who's also hurt. They're just so beat up. When I saw the line come out for the game, I, I like... I couldn't believe it. I had to like refresh the page to see if that was right, especially following a loss. The Bills are massive favorites in this game. They are favored by more than two touchdowns going into this game. Yep. And that is regardless of who's a quarterback, whether it's Daniel Jones or whether it's Tyrod Taylor. I think if you're the Giants, you should be smart with Daniel Jones. Like, I, I don't know if if there's even a, a chance that he could re-aggravate it or hurt it. Then I think you play Tyrod. The thing that's interesting to me is what is Saquon Barkley? Is this the week that Saquon Barkley comes back? Because we thought it was going to be last week, and then apparently he had a bad practice on Friday, and then they held him out for another week. Saquon Barkley's a really good player. So Saquon Barkley could keep his team in the game because he is that good, or he conceivably can be that good. So I, I don't know. I, I think that this is a, a – I don't, I don't want to say tough ma- – like they just lost a game in their offense, scored seven points until there were four minutes left in the game. I don't overlook anybody after watching the Bills lose to the Jags a couple of years ago in that debacle of a game. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like when you think about it, when you think about the injuries the Giants are having, when you think about the fact that the Bills are coming off of a loss and it's at home, I think this lines up for a game where the Bills could, you know, remind everybody that they're still a really good team. The only downside of this game is they're wearing those stupid red jerseys. <laughs> 
What? what? Stupid. You, you don't like them that much? You hate them? No, no, I don't like them. I think they are the worst. All red. To... All red, by the way. I think they, I think they would be sick. Significant... Would you like them better if they were white pants? Yes, exactly. As you, you're, really you're, not, you're, not, you're not opposed to the jersey. You're opposed to the all red. I'm just, yeah, the, uh, the all red combination. Not necessarily gotcha. the jersey. I think the red jersey with the white pants looks good. I think the red jersey with the blue pants would look good. I just think the whole, mo- I really like all blue and all white, but all red for some reason is just a little bit too much for me. Yeah, they can't do that, unfortunately. But I know, um, you know, because of the way the rules are for the the alternate uniforms and all those kinds. Of, the color rush uniform has to—it's a color rush uniform. It has to all be yeah. worn together. But they are wearing that. It is going to be cool, though. Highmark Stadium. If you're going to the game, folks, you're going to get one of these electric um, wristbands that are going to light up in sync with the music. And they did that Monday night in New York, if you remember, against the uh-huh. Jets to the the song Thunderstruck. It was super cool. Oh, was I don't so know cool. how the Bills are going to do it. But the Bills are going to do something like that at Highmark. Let me go back to the Giants' injuries. 14 players on their injury report. Let me tell you the players who did not practice. It includes two starting offensive linemen, their left tackle, Andrew Thomas, and their center, John Michael Schmitz. And then, of course, and then Daniel Jones didn't practice, their quarterback. Darren Waller didn't practice. They have uh, a couple linebackers didn't practice and then limited two more offensive linemen, Shane Lemieux, Marcus McKeithen, and then Saquon Barkley, uh, Deontay Banks, a young corner. So, I mean, look, they are really banged up. Bills are banged up as well, but this is a game you have to absolutely take advantage of against the New York Giants. And, Matt, I, I just think that you got to dominate up front. you got to have that defensive line control it. And the only path to victory, as you just pointed out, for the Giants is maybe if Saquon is healthy, you give them the ball 50 times, you keep the Bills' offense off the field. But even that said, it's been a tough go for the Giants here and um, the, with Brian Dable and you know uh, his offense and – whatever you want to say, their injuries. One thing I will tell you, one thing I'll say, I do wonder if Tyrod plays, if that's actually better for the Giants against the Bills because he is mobile. Mm -hmm. And look, I mean, Trevor Lawrence was able to get out free a few times because he was mobile against that Mm -hmm. pass rush. Well, I thought about Zach Wilson. I thought about Zach Wilson and certainly him not being a tougher matchup than Aaron Rodgers, but the Bills had their plans for Rodgers, and then all of a sudden Zach Wilson was able to extend a couple plays and kind of punished the Bills that way. It's an interesting point you have. The thing I've thought about a lot the last couple days in this week is Brian Dable might know Josh Allen better than anybody on the planet and how he plays Mm -hmm. and what he's good at and what he's not good at. If you're the Bills, do you just keep on doing what you're doing because you got to trust that your guys, or do you have to think about what Dable knows and trying to, I guess, adjust well, accordingly? Let let me play it out this way. Even if he knows him better, he still has to stop him. Yeah, he can call plays. Mm-hmm. Doesn't guarantee anything. Josh Allen's still gonna be the quarterback. Yeah, you're going against, and he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was funny today right? when I, th- yeah, no, you're right. I thought it was funny today when Josh was asked about, you know, Dable and the re- relationship they had. And he said, yes, you know, he's maybe been the most influential person in my entire career, but he also said that they still FaceTime all the time. And usually the FaceTimes are just like, Hey, how are you? Miss you. Bye. And that's it. And then they go along with their day. So I think that Josh has a soft spot for Dave's not this week, certainly, but there is a lot of overlap between these two organizations and, you know, it might not just be Tyrod. It might also be Cole Beasley. Maybe we see him on the field on Sunday, you know, Joe Shane up in the press box and Dable and uh, let's see, Isaiah Hodgins and who else is there? Is Felici- no, Feliciano's not there anymore. I don't even know. There's, no. there's, it's like the Bills and the Panthers used yeah, to be. It's... Now it's the Bills and the Giants. 
Um, yeah, you know, I, I was going to tweet something out a few weeks ago and I didn't, and I would do it now, but it, now it's kind of old. People are saying it anyway. I was going to tweet out tired. Josh Allen really misses Brian Dable wired. Brian Dable really misses Josh Allen. Oh, I mean, God. that's really so what comes much. Down so to, right? so much. Yeah. Oh my, you think it, it's funny because I remember watching the Brian Dable opening press conference when he gets hired by the giants. And a yeah. lot of the reporter questions were centered around, can Daniel Jones, it was never right. realistic of like becoming Josh Allen, but like maybe Brian can unleash Daniel Jones in the way that he was able to unleash Josh Allen. And last year that went fairly well. Like Daniel Jones did enough to earn a new contract, a big contract, but I don't know. I wonder how much they regret that deal. Week number six coming up in the NFL starts with Broncos chiefs on Thursday night. I mean, can't imagine the Broncos are going to beat the Chiefs the way the, both teams have looked. And I don't think they've beaten them in years and years. It's literally been like eight years. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really think that there's that much to that game. I think I think the the Chiefs might score 50. Okay, interesting. I, is it because of the Chiefs offense or the Broncos defense or both? Both, but I think the Chiefs are due for an explosion, and I think the Broncos are that bad. I don't think the Chiefs offense is that great. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I think that they are maybe as vulnerable offensively as they have been in a long time. Mm -hmm. Because after Travis Kelsey, they don't have a lot of other weapons that I think truly scare you. But you still have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and that's enough for me. I do think the Miami Dolphins could score sixty points this week, and I'm not kidding. They're yeah. playing the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Now even and without. Devon Achan, I mean, even without him, I think they can they 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 the way they score points playing an own five Panthers team, I you could be the Panthers have given up, let's see, what have they given up? 24, 20, 37, 21, and 42 to the Lions. There could be a 50 burger this week, by the way. What have you oh. made of the whole Frank Reich, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young stuff? You see that video circulating? I didn't see it. I heard about it. Basically, from what my understanding, you could tell me he's kind of distancing himself from the decision and putting it on it management and ownership that they chose Bryce Young over CJ Sprout. Frank Reich is too nice of a guy to do that, but he's kind of, you can read between the lines of him yeah. saying like, Oh yeah, I love that. Our owner cares about this because that means he's involved. And when he's involved, you know, they're in it for the right reasons, which was yeah. basically to me, like, yeah, I wanted CJ Stroud and you saw me in that video talking to him. Like I was going to draft him. But then I wasn't allowed to because my boss said no. So that's the way it kind of read to me. Interesting. Just looking over the schedule, I mean, there aren't a lot of really impactful pretty, games as far as the Bills are concerned. Pretty ho-hum week yeah, of football. I mean, Seahawks-Bengals is interesting because the Bengals are trying to get off the mat, and if they do, they'll be 3-3, three and three, they're yeah. back in it. But, you know, not facing a terrible Seahawks team was 3-1, and one, obviously. So no. you never know what's going to happen in that situation. Speaking of C.J. Stroud, they're home to the New Orleans Saints. Saints, basically, they blank the Patriots. Patriots-Raiders, the McDaniel-Belichick Bowl, right? McDaniels-Belichick Bowl coming yeah. up this week between – uh, those two teams. And then Cowboys Chargers on Monday night's an interesting one because of who the Cowboys are and uh, the Chargers are who they seem to be every single year. And when, one of these teams is going to have to say, yeah, we're actually still here and not pretenders. Yeah, I think that that's for the Bills. I mean, obviously you want your AFC opponents to lose every week. 
I think for the Bills, after watching the Cowboys get just destroyed, and then I looked at the schedule this week, I was like, hey, yeah, I wouldn't want to be the Chargers coming off of this game from the Cowboys. Like, that would be scary right. to me. So I, I do think the Cowboys will get that game because I think the Cowboys are still a pretty good team. I think the Cowboys have upside. They have potential. I still like their defense. I, I just think Dak Prescott had a bad day, and the defense had a bad day. By the way, for the Buffalo Bills, next several games, just want everybody to know this, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and then a bunch <laughs> of 425 p.m. starts on Sunday. You got one more Sunday afternoon game. It's in two weeks, and then you're basically done for the year for the build until the very, very end. And uh, it's uh, Remember, we talked with Mike North about this. We knew this was kind of coming, but, man, <laughs> it hits you in the face. Life as being a good, if not elite team in the NFL life is covering those teams in the NFL. I looked at my family on Sunday or whatever it was after the game, I went back to the hotel. They were all back there eating dinner and after a work day, you know, especially a long day. And after they lose, I'm just like, how is it week five? I was like, my body feels like it's week 30 and it's week five. And we're still, you know, just a a third of the way through this thing. But yeah, I mean, this is a good stretch for the Bills. They have to respond. I think they will. I think they could go on a little bit of a run here. And then if you're sitting there in a month and a half and you're eight and three, then you're talking about seeds. You're talking about matchups in the playoffs. And I think that you got to win, even though it's not a super tough opponent. You can't overlook anybody and you just got to make sure that you get out of these games with a win. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, did you guys do the the um the eye, the London eye, the Ferris wheel? I did do the London eye. I did do the London eye. Yes, no way. Yeah, that was cool. I liked that a lot. Um, what else did I do? The only thing that my favorite far and away, my favorite thing that I did was I went to a Premier League soccer game. And that was oh, okay. incredible. It was Fulham for Sheffield. It was the oldest stadium in the Premier League, I believe. It's right in London, which is cool. It's right on the river. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome atmosphere and a super cool experience. Yeah, I, I did not do that. I'm not big into soccer. I would, I would go. It was it's just a like, cool you know, I'm not, thing. I'm not, I'm not big into NASCAR. I went to the um, Pepsi 400 one year, and it was amazing just to be yeah. there and to experience that and the power of the cars. I think I would love that atmosphere as well. Speaking of well, atmospheres you- and doing things, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, to your point, I, I'm not a huge soccer guy either. So the the guys who are sitting in front of us, super cool dudes right from London, huge Fulham fans, obviously. And I was yeah. like, who's the best player on the team? And they told me, and it's not anybody that I've ever heard of. And they were like, certainly, you know, these two people, they're American. And I was like, certainly I don't. And I would have never <laughs> known that they're American. But thanks for letting me it. know. I was like, are they good? And they were like, I mean, good enough to play for, you know, the country. And I was yep. like, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, speaking of atmospheres. It's going to be a great one Thursday night down at Key Bank Center for the Buffalo Sabres. Hell yeah. So nice transition. I won't be watching 
Thursday night football because I'll be watching. I'll be there. I'll be there with my son and my wife. We love going to Sabres games, and I know uh, you'll be there. I'm assuming you'll be there and up at the I press will. box. Maybe I'll come up. With, I, I'll have my press pass with me. Maybe I'll come up and join you for a little while to say yeah. hi. But in the meantime, um, we'll we'll be watching it. It's going to be fun. And the Sabres are now not only, you know, exciting on the ice and have a lot of expectations, but man, they have made some moves. They signed Rasmus Dahlin. They signed Owen Power just before we went on the air here to mm-hmm. record this. They announced that yep. they got all their young core locked up. I love what they're doing, Matt. Build the foundation from the middle and from the back end. That's what good teams in the NHL do. And the Sabres now have Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Dahlin, and Owen Power all locked up for the next seven years. And you can throw in Matias Samuelson, too. So you've got three very good, I mean, two elite and one good defenseman locked up for a long time in two centers who I think are just scratching the surface of what they can ultimately be in the league. So, yeah, I think the Sabres are trending in a, a fantastic direction. I think that this is a big year for them. This has to they they have to make the playoffs and they can't oh, yeah. look at they can't look at it big picture. They have to do they truly do have to just take it like step by step. This team has to make the playoffs because if they don't, I, I don't know what else they can do to ultimately get there. I mean, it's a, a lot. If De, if Devin Levi is good, they're a playoff team. If Devin Levi is okay, they might still be a playoff team. If he's not good and it's similar goaltending to what they got last year, then they're probably hoping at the end of the season they're still hanging around. The Sabres come into the season as the youngest team in the NHL, average age 25 and a half, mm-hmm. and you have – Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Rasmus Stalin, Owen Power, and Matias Samuelson all signed at least through the year 2030, which is amazing. And then beyond that, you got other guys that are on their entry-level deals that are really good. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun team Let me ask. Last, let me, yeah. let, last question. This is a Bills uh-huh. podcast. I think a lot yeah. of the people, though, we've got a lot of crossover between Bills fans and Sabres fans. If you had to pick right now which team wins a championship first, the Bills or the Sabres? I'm still going Buffalo Bills. They've Josh Allen in the Super Bowl window. I mean, as much as I think the Sabres' future is bright, it, they could wind up being contenders for the Cup for five, six years straight. But I mean, I've, I very much they haven't even made the playoffs yet. I very much agree with you. I very, very much agree with you. I think though they're not trending in opposite directions. That's not fair to the Bills because they've been very good. But I feel like maybe the Bills have kind of reached their not plateau, but like. I don't know how much longer they can continue to ascend because they've been doing it for so long now. I think the Sabres are about to begin an ascent that is similar to what the Bills did several years ago, if that makes any sense. Like, I think we're like, this Sabres team is like 2019 Bills, and then you can kind of climb for a little bit. All right, one final question from me, Matt. Uh, yeah. Alex Tuck was, he actually put it on social media to for fans to help him pick a goal song. Yep. What would Matt Bove's goal song be? It's oh, a great question. I've thought about it. It has to be Mr. Brightside, right? Mr. Brightside is absolutely one of the ones that I was considering. It, okay. it has to be something that people are able to sing. So I think Mr. Uh-huh. Brightside is a good one for that. Um, you know, I love me some Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Um, but yeah, I, I think Mr. Brightside is a, a very, very strong possibility. So. I don't think I'm making the Sabres, but if they need me, that would be my goal song. I have no idea what mine would be. I don't know. I'd probably change it up every once in a while or something. I don't know. I don't know with like some, 
know, maybe let's go for some Iron Maiden or something, some really hardcore. We uh, we were talking about this at work today. Do you like the individual goal songs, or do you wish that it? Was I do. Just I think it's cool. Uniform? I think it's cool. I, I I go both ways. Like I think there's something to be said if you have a good one. You yeah. have to like Chelsea Dagger in Chicago. That's an awesome goal song. They should never yeah. get rid of that. But Everybody, like, and the shout song for the Bills, right? It's the same thing. They score, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who scores a touchdown. You play the shout song. Listen though, I would say I think it's super cool. You could identify the players like that. For example. We will be at a wedding or just walking somewhere, and you hear, oh, I want to dance with somebody. And I look at Max, and I go, Max, Jeff Jeff Skinner just scored. I could be walking at the Erie County Fair. It wouldn't matter. If I hear the song, I go, Max, Jeff Skinner just scored. Like, it just, you associate it. It's super cool. Yeah, I used to say that about let me clear my throat, and I would say it in, like, a mean way. But I would hear let me clear my throat, and I would be like, oh, Jack Eichel from Sam Reinhart. Senators lead the Sabres five to three, and, and it was just kind of like the joke of like, oh, once I I could that song sucked. It, the song doesn't suck. The goal song was just not good. And after a couple of years of doing it, they should have pulled the plug way quicker. So now we don't have to worry about that. Individual goal songs. I loved Fishing in the Dark from Tage last year. So I wonder if that sticks around this year. Love that song. Well, we have one intro song here, and our guy Mike Rabier does it for us because he's our producer. We thank him very much for producing It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Check us out, audio, of course, iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app, WGR Sports Radio 550, and on video as well, Sal Sports is the YouTube channel. Matt Bove, WKBW-TV Channel 7 in Buffalo. What do you guys got going on uh, this week? I'm sure you got a lot of uh, previews and articles and everything going on with practice coming up for the Sunday night game. Yeah, for sure. And then obviously the home opener mixed in. So this is a little bit of a yeah. guilty guilty pleasure for me. I, I love hockey. I grew up loving love hockey. It. So tomorrow on Thursday, I'll, I'll be at the arena and doing live shots and stuff all day. Yep. And then Friday and Saturday, the plan is to do a lot of sleeping. The plan is to find a couch and <laughs> sleep as much as possible, try and right. kind of recharge the batteries. And then we've got a long haul in for Sunday, which is fun. I mean, you know, it's crazy. They've got a primetime game and it's just another game now. I mean, a couple of years ago, this would have been, oh my gosh, the Bills are hosting Sunday Night Football. Now it's like, oh my gosh, I wish it was Sunday at one o'clock. Be safe. Enjoy Sunday Night Football. And we'll talk to you after that here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo.